Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hello. It's My Mobile Toaster, episode two. Today's guest, the brilliant Rosie Holt. Things get very personal very quickly, which is what we always like here on My Mobile Toaster. Enjoy. There's some quite embarrassing things in there. Already? Oh, so it's just the topics. Just some topics. Topics. Top oh, picks. yeah, well, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, when I need a laugh, there's a helping people. But Tom Pye's talking to these funny people. He's asking what they find in the town stories. Can somebody yell out the name of the show, please? It's my mate, Welcome back. This is my mate, Bought a Toaster, Tom Price here with you as ever. And this week I'm joined by the fabulous comedian, Rosie Holt. Hello, Rosie. Hello. So straight away, um, you've got embarrassed <laughs> about your top picks. And uh, we haven't even really gone no. diving into the past yet, but your present, one of the top picks for you is a high-vis yellow and orange why not? Jackets. Yeah. Any reason why that they might be suggesting that for you? Uh, just, just sexy times with high-vis, yeah. high-vis jackets. Yeah. Got to be safe. Got to be safe and sexy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's important to be visible when you're when you're doing the business. That's nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, good, good. And then, I mean, one down from that, we've got two pairs of silicone nipple covers. <laughs> I think this, is gr- this is a great start. <laughs> this is very early doors for the titula- literary, literal titillation. I wouldn't. I won't buy this. I think I was looking for. Sorry to start the podcast with this. I think I was looking for um, a. Something where you can wear a dress, mm-hmm. which is sort of backless. Right. And you it's hard. Yes. It's hard. You have to think about different ways to get around this. So hang on. Is this to cover, is this so that people can't see your actual nipples? Or is it so people can't see, I'm having to look, avoid eye contact so, no, they... so they can't see the the shape of your nipples. What's the nipple chat here? So the, the nipple, co- I to, to be clear, I, I, I'm I not getting nipple, nipple covers. I think mm-hmm. it's just suggesting that because I was thinking I was looking for other Waves of supporting one's boobs without a bra. I see. And it's obviously gone, she'd also like mm. a little nipple cover. So what are the best ways to support a boob without it's, a bra? Tom, or should it's very hard. Yes, it's a, yes. It's very hard. It's very hard. If you're if you're a woman with um, you know, ample mm. bosom, yeah. it's really difficult. So also you can get like back pain and as you get older yeah. it's like it really hurts and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, so my aunt, she might not want me saying this, my aunt got a reduction on the NHS because mm-hmm. her boobs were so big that they were hurting her back. This is what happens. Yeah. This is very common. You can't use nipple covers for that. You've got no. to use it. It's either nipple covers or NHS. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so here's what we're going to do. Right, We're diving back into your past. This is what happens on this show. Uh, I'm going back to your first ever orders. 28th of August 2012. Yes. That's what we're going back to. Wow. Uh, this was uh, delivered to Rosie Holt. Um... And you bought uh, Terry Johnson's Dead Funny, Methuen Modern Play. So this is a bit oh, of drama here. A bit of drama. Yes. What were you doing in 2012? Were you acting in it? Were you auditioning in it? I think... Tw- how long ago was... <laughs> I can't do dates. Fair. How, how long ago was 2012? 2012 was... So like 10 I'm, years ago. I'm going to call it and say, what would it be 2022 as we record this? 
I'm, I'm going for oh, a decade. Right. Decade, yeah, no, decade. you're right. Okay. No, that's Since very clever. London 2012. That's very clever. Um, I think I got it for audition purposes. Okay. I think there's a, spe- there's a speech in there that I liked where, oh, yeah, I remember there's a speech in there where this stand-up comedian, female stand-up comedian, yes. gets very angry on stage and I think she's, she cuts off her hand or something. If I remember that right. Wow. She basically starts getting so angry. She has this quite sort of like angry set against men and no one's laughing and she just she just like cuts off her maybe she just cuts off her finger or something but it's but quite intense funny though funny yeah, very really funny. good way very, very hard to follow that i yeah if you're if you're headlining after that i wasn't even interested in comedy at that point and just it just shows um so this is interesting isn't it because so you've had explosive brilliant success in the last year or so with your fantastic uh, videos they are absolutely brilliant where you play a very convincing Tory MP. Or, yes. I mean, is she officially Tory or is she just, is she non-denominational, but obviously a Tory? At the moment, she's Tory. I mean, I, I think she could be, she's just an MP defending her government, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is in itself comedy gold. Uh, but but we'll get to that. But going, this is going back, obviously, 10 yes. years, as discussed. Um, so this is you just doing straight acting, not yeah. necessarily flirting with the... With the comedy. Comedy business. Yeah, I wasn't flirting with the comedy business. Interesting. It was just straight acting. Mm. I think, would I have left, I think I'd left drama school by, I don't even know when I left drama school, but I was at drama school at some point in my life. Where did you go to drama school? Went to Lambda. Did you? Yeah. Quite serious, isn't it, Lambda? pretty serious. Yeah. Pretty serious. Yeah. (laughs) Very serious acting there. It's Benedict Cumberbatch town, isn't it, Lambda? He went to Lambda. Yeah, he went to Lambda. Yeah. I think he was only there for a year, though. I think he was just there, the, the rubbish course. The, That's what oh, you're not good enough to do three years, Benedict. <laughs> you can just do one. It must be, because I didn't go to drama school, but I always think of, a few of my friends did, and there's always one or two who make it, obviously. Yeah. But it must be uh, quite weird looking back on your, that, that moment when everyone leaves drama school and there's like however many of you in your year 15 or whatever, and you're just like, here we go, world. Yeah. And yeah, the world horror- just goes. And the world goes, fuck off. What? Why yeah. are you looking at me? Like, how, so so when did you leave drama school? And how was that first minute of the world looking at you going, oh, go horrible. fuck yourself? Yeah. Because I think also when you go to, to somewhere like Lambda, because obviously it's got a big name to it, you kind mm. of, even though you're told only a few people will do well, you kind of assume in your head, you go, I'm going to be famous. <laughs> this is this is the psyche of yeah. us fucking idiots. I've been told so many, many times by so many people, some of them paying punters, some of the members of my family, you do know... It's really hard to do what you're doing and the chances are you're not going to make it. Yeah. And every time, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I know, I realise that, but I'm going to make it. And yeah. this is what he tells them. And then you, you have to have a deluded self-belief to stay in the game, I think. The joy of delusion. Yeah. It's very important. And every now and again, real reality penetrates the delusion. Yes. And it's it's crushing. But most <laughs> like of the time... Penetrates is a good, yeah. it's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you'd, you weren't doing... Uh, comedy. You were just no. doing the acting. Yeah, I was just doing just doing the acting. Not not. I wasn't being terribly successful. What were you doing? Like just so like fringe plays or I n- no. I mean, I, so I'd occasionally I'd occasionally get work. So it meant that I couldn't completely walk away from it. So I did a very bizarre tour around Germany oh, of yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Oh. I was Juliet, and Romeo was played by this sort of 40, 48 year old man, and um, it was really bizarre. 
to all these German children. It's really strange. <laughs> was it in English? In, sh- in legit yeah, we Shakespearean English. English? But that's the thing. You know how in Shakespeare plays, they always go, when they die, they go, I die, I die. Mm. That was the only bit the, the audience got, so they thought it was so funny. <laughs> so every time someone would die, they would be in hysterics. <laughs> <laughs> but how the hell are German? Mind you, I, I know that... German, French, lots, lots of European kids speak better English than us. But how the if yeah, my Shakespeare, Shakespeare, come mate, on. God, yeah. So, oh man, those tours. Also, what an age gap. How oh, old, it was really. Oh, oh, it was really bad. I will. I was. I was in my um, twenty. In my twenties, it was. It felt wrong. Did you have to do snogs? Yeah, and he was. Oh. He was. I, actually, I don't want to bad mouth. I don't no, think if no. you listen to this, but you never know. But you never. You have to be careful with these things. You I've have had to, to be careful. You never know. I've had to do snogs on stage, and it's it's. I did it at Edinburgh with another man, and uh, it was the hottest room in Edinburgh. And every day for a month, I can. I don't know if I've told this story in the podcast before. I can remember edging towards him, thinking, "Here comes the big kiss." Okay, I mean, character is fine. Yeah. And and on several days, I just saw <laughs> sweat going down his nose. <laughs> Getting to the end of his nose. And then like an old man on a frosty morning, the sweat would just drip onto our lips as we kissed. Oh, no, it's horrible. Um, okay, fine. All right, so acting, that's the game. Yeah. We're in 2012. Yeah. December 2012, you bought Easy Virtue on DVD for £3.75. Can you remember anything about Easy Virtue? Oh, I do. I bought this for my mum. Oh. She didn't like it. Oh. She didn't like it. I think it's a great film. Boo! I think it's a great film. I thought she'd like it. She didn't. She was. I watched it with her. You know when you watch a film that you like... Yeah. And you watch it with someone and you're looking over and you can, and they're just, it saps the joy you have for that film because they're just going, you can't see it, but they're just looking sort of disapproving and sort of yeah. unhappy. There's nothing worse, is there? Yeah, than when you show, so, it's like when you show someone a YouTube video and yeah. you like, watch this and then you, instead, they're watching the YouTube video and you're just watching them <laughs> yeah. in this weird triangle. And, and Oh, it's hideous. And you realise like 30 seconds in, they're not liking it and you're like, this has still got eight minutes to go. Do I bail out? Do I do I offer a DVD commentary and start saying it gets good now? Just yeah. just stick with it. Um, also, the 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 cover of Easy Virtue, Kristen Scott Thomas. He's got good actors: Colin Firth, Jessica Biel. Um, Easy Virtue. Let's let's misbehave. And then there's a picture of a Chihuahua on the front. Yeah. Um, it does look. I mean, it's really fun. I think it's a fun. It's a known Snowcower play, but it's got yeah. kind of modern music in a in a sort of jazzy. Jazzy 1930s way, or whatever yes. it's set. Yes, it's fun. One, one star from someone in the movie, Larita, played by Jessica Bill, is a divorced American, a championship winning racing driver. She marries a Monaco, a younger man. I never had no, no, how to say this word, scion of a high class British family. Is it scion? SC? I, I think it is scion. We'll go with some. You've trained. So that's a very lambda no, thing to I know. also pronounce everything wrong. Everything. L- living nightmare. It's so bad. I- it's and basic it un- stuff. And undermines, I find, when you're trying to argue about a serious issue, yes. if, you, if you pronounce things wrong, people, yes. they don't trust what you're no. saying. But especially if you do it on a, in a live podcast or radio vibe. Yeah. Be- be- behemoth, I got wrong the other day. Be- behemoth. Or behemoth. Be- yeah, is behemoth. it? Be- I don't know. Oh, the other thing is, as well as not knowing how to pronounce things, I misuse phrases like, um, that's a real, that's proven to be a real boon. Like is that? A, I never know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Or, or yes, yeah. ones like that. Yeah. Always screw those ones up. I I am um, thought. Is it is it meme or meme? A great one. Me. It's what if it's if it's us? It's meme because <laughs> as narcissists, it, it's it's impossible to know. Go with meme. Pretty hard. Anyway, Scion of a high class British family. He brings her home. She is not welcome. I rather like Jessica Biel. I did not even smile once. I was sorry to have purchased it. Did my mum write that? <laughs> <laughs> From and uh, disappointed. My daughter has disappointed me in so many ways. 
I wanted her to be a teacher. <laughs> How does your mum feel about your life choices? She actually, you know what? She she kind of uh, loves it at the moment. She loves it because um, because I, I I when I appeared in the garden, she was very excited. But oh, before that, no. <laughs> Did, is, do you have supportive family in the going to watch all the? Sort of, you know, the, the student plays you did yes, and all sort of stuff. Yes, I, I do, which is a double-edged sword, I find. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because with my mum especially, I know every single one of her facial expressions. Of yeah. Which my mum, I don't know how, we could have, probably have a posh off here, but my mum is unbelievably, appallingly repressed and posh. Yeah. She only has two facial expressions. Both of them are variants on disappointed. So she'll watch me do anything. and She's only been seeing me in about two plays. Yeah. It's just as it's sort of scrunched up. Confused, and at the end, well, I thought he was very good about someone else. All right, okay, thanks. Oh, no. Like relentless, relentless. But you don't have that. You have a supportive. I have a supportive family. Though I, I remember they came to do me some, see me do some stand up once, and my dad looked so unhappy throughout the whole thing. <laughs> this is what they do. And then afterwards, he went. But I mean, you're 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 more of an actor, really. Oh my god. I mean, that is he just. Was, he was quite upset, but it was you know. I think I was talking about some quite raunchy stuff and. I could, you just, you don't want to be doing that and you see your sad looking parents at the back. No. No. It's awful. It's like I did uh, an Edinburgh preview and there's about 20 minutes of stuff about my marriage and my wife, which sounds hack. It probably was. It's like 10 years ago. I did a preview and there were two people in the audience, one of whom was my wife. Yeah. So, <laughs> I wait, stop it. I, I, so I like, listened to that and then I, yeah. I listened to it. Picture basically this room with one other person in. And like that That's other like person's my wife, therapy. and I'm talking to you about her. It was horrific. It was horrific. <laughs> What's the purchase history of this jokester? Stay tuned for my mate bought a toaster. Rosie Holt, let's move on now to 2013, okay? Only one item bought in 2013. Oh. Okay. And it's a good one. It's the album Reflector by Arcade Fire, which is a, a fantastic album and a wonderful band. Oh, wow. I don't remember buying that. Well, you did on the 12th of December. Was might, it a gift? I think I might have lost it. Well, or maybe know, it was a gift. You can find it on Spotify where it's basically free. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it might have been a gift, you know, December 2013. I mean, I like Arcade Fire. I yeah. like that song a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I went to see them at Glastonbury. <gasps> did you? Were they amazing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they were really good. That, that was Glastonbury like 08 or 09. Yeah. When you are sort of, I was in my 20s and. I looked at the long list of people who are on a Glastonbury and just knew every single act. You know that? Yeah. Or, or lots of yeah. them. Yeah. And then now, this year... Was Also, it's got a bit, like, poppy now, hasn't it? Mm. And I... Mind you, what I miss about the 90s... Good. Oh, my God. Regular listeners will know that I have just been triggered in a good way. Good. Yes, <laughs> go on. This is... Well, it's the, 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 there was all these amazing bands, but also these amazing bands that were sort of easy to find... They were in the charts. Mm. And now I feel that you have to really go looking and know your stuff. And I'm not good at that. Mm. So I feel Spotify forces me to listen to Absolute Bilge because I don't have the wherewithal yes. to work out how to find good music. So so what you need is some sort of radio station. Do you know what I mean? Like a favourite <laughs> disc jockey on... on I like Six Music. Six Music, right. Yeah, I like Obviously six I was going to say come and listen to Magic, but that's you're going to have a lot of ABBA churned through your ears, so you don't have to do that. But um, but this is the thing. You listen to, obviously, Lauren Laverne stuff on Six Music, and you'll find new acts, and then you go into Spotify, and then that will generate stuff. What you need is a, you need a curator to come over to your Spotify and sit there with you and go, right, just listen to this, and then that will that feed is, you through. That is what I need, because at the moment I'm stuck in this sort of whirlpool of awful either awful 
current pop, which I don't like, or 90s bands, which I do like. But then I'm thinking... Got to move on at some stage. Yeah, got to move got on. Got to move on at some stage. I can't listen to Catatonia, on. International Velvet, oh, every day. You've got, oh. you've got to move on. This is so true. I wonder if there's a thing about when you get to your... And I don't know how old you are. I'm in my early 40s. You get to a point where you feel, obviously, politically homeless. Then you feel sort of culturally homeless as well, where you're just going, yeah. well, that's not for me and that's not for me. So you you sort of do feel like society is sort of crossing its way and you're in the the wagons are being circled and you're on the wrong and side. And then before you know it, you're going young people. Then you and then you're yeah. running a podcast with young people. And you just keep going. They just they don't know they were born. They just watch YouTube all the time. Don't know why I was doing that like as some sort of. Yeah, that's what we talk, talk about that's, now. That's what you do. Um, all right, fine. Look, let's go to 2014 now, yeah. uh, Rosie. Um, this is interesting. Okay, okay, good. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we have got. Interesting things happening here. I, I sense Edinburgh Fringe business going on, right? Uh, because you have bought the... First of all, there's a book. And this isn't just my sort of it implying and, and sort of drawing out cleverly Edinburgh Fringe. You've literally bought a book called How to Produce, Perform and Write, an Edinburgh Fringe <laughs> Comedy Show. So that really is on the nose for me as an indication. And this is by Ian Fox. Um a useful book to get. Really, if you want to do an Edinburgh comedy show, yeah. very useful. If you don't, if you want to do something else, it's not so much. Just just was getting it for light reading. No interest yeah. in the Edinburgh Fringe at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> an interesting story. Um, did, did this help? Did you read it? I did read it. I think, I mean, I think it is, I think the problem is whenever you get those books, it's like when you read those books which goes, how to lose loads of weight. It never really, it never gives you the magic answer that you want. No, and but this book no should be called. To the book. No, no, you're absolutely right. This book should be called "How to Lose Loads of Money" <laughs> yes. because that is an important part of the that process. That is part of the process. But you're right. You know, of course, the, those books are never the solution. Yeah. The act of buying them is more you telling yourself you're going to do something. Yeah. So that its physical appearance in your life is like, well, I'm going to do Edinburgh now because I spent eleven quid on a book. Yes. So it's going to happen. So was that your first Edinburgh in 2014? Um, 2014. So I think I think that was the Edinburgh. I won I won a um, competition called So You Think You Write Funny, which was oh. a sort of bastard child of So You Think You're Funny, that's but less a... less well known. That's a good idea. I didn't know that existed. I, brilliant. I, no one does. That's the problem. What a brilliant idea, though. And so the Gilded Balloon gave me sort of an hour slot there. Oh, I didn't really know what to do with it. No. So it was actually it was kind of. I, I was kind of given it too soon because I'd only just started writing. I'd sort of written a, a sort of short comedy scene and then then it won. And I thought, shit, what am I going to do now? <laughs> was it just you? Well, I ended up sort of drafting in some actor friends and doing this this show, which I think was fine. But it was a lot of... I felt like a lot of pressure and like I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. And... Um, and I, it was... Yeah, it was interesting. And I think I bought that book because I needed all the help I could get. You also bought uh, this classic Edinburgh prop, uh, the Annika Rubberwood folding wooden TV table and two chairs. Yes, this this was the yeah this is the year I did. So you think you funny? And I had a, it was a little mu- musical show. There you go. I had my friend who was a musician playing songs and it's lovely. And you bought like a red a you bought a red and white gingham check plastic tablecloth. Yeah. So you can build a, a cafe. This takes place in a cafe. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> um, you bought. This is a weird description you bought a uh, six percussion piece children's musical instruments but they're called specifically children's multicultural musical instruments wow bloody yeah. fucking woke musical instruments unbelievable i wonder what's happened to them now i don't know where i don't know where they've got to they're probably somewhere in my parents house yeah you know, sometimes you go mum and dad won't notice i'll just i mean pop this in the in the garage using your parents house as big yellow storage yeah is 
one of the and my mum lives in a tiny bungalow and I would genuinely say she's got three kids who are all grown up and all have enough space to deal with their own shit I would say 30% of her bungalow is our old shit that, but that's what you do yeah that's what they're there for and you go back and you go back to your parents' house. This must have been like when you went back in lockdown. Yeah, it's like a museum to you. It is. It there is, and that gives you something to do in lockdown. Yeah. Actually, oh you can God. go through old things. I love. There's nothing but there's a drawer with all my. Uh, it's got like love letters in it from when I was like 13, and it's got all the old school magazines. Yeah. I just, it's great. It's like falling into a YouTube hole of your own past. And then occasionally they go, um, why don't you clear up some of your <laughs> stuff? You, and you go, get rid of all this? <laughs> you want to get rid of these memories? This is my life. <laughs> Why would you do this? Don't you care? The British Museum will want this as well, guys. Yeah. For God's sake, don't do that. It's amazing how much stuff there is. And, yeah, the terror is when when parents cark it, I'm going to have to go back and just... I'm not going to be pointing her stuff. And that's the thing stuff. is that then we'll be sorry. When they die, mm. we have to clear out the house and it's all our shit. Yeah. And people, other people will be there going, my God, your parents kept all your stuff. It's so sweet. And you'll be like, yeah, they really <laughs> loved me and I gave them no choice. Um, elsewhere in December uh, 2014, this is interesting. This relates to something you've already mentioned. Video right. Nasties, the definitive guide. Oh, DVD yeah. by Mark Morris. Tell us about this, please. I gave this to my brother. Excellent. We used to watch lots of Video Nasties with, so I thought it'd be a fun present to get because... Uh, it's just something we used to do together. We used to watch all the all the video nasties like Evil Dead, yes. uh, Driller Killer. The, the uh, titles are amazing. They they were they were great. I and also because I don't like, you know, horror movies, nasty horror movies. Now they're nasty in a really sort of torture porny. I I cannot bear it. Like also, The Walking Dead has done it's it's influenced so much drama now. Yeah. The torture porn thing. The Stranger Things did it a little bit. Um, with the new series, Walk, The Walking Dead did it really badly, and you just go, "This is just, this is just cruelty. This isn't yeah. any. I'm not enjoying this on any level." Yes, completely. And even so, this is a bit left field. Do you see the um, Sherlock with with Benedict Cumberbatch? The last one. No. The last one was like weirdly torture porny. I mean, it wasn't because it was still so, but it, it was just kind of mean. And I That's thought, what happens what when you this? only do a year at Lambda? That's what you don't happens. develop enough. If you don't do the whole three years, you'll just do torture porn. Then you'll end up <laughs> ruining a perfectly good franchise. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So 2014, still, Rosie Holt still acting away. She's, well, so I'm starting Third person doing, her, third I person her. I like that. You and she then. Good, I love that. This is like therapy. Tell us about this person. What is she so, like? So Rosie Holt is, um, no, at this point, yeah, I was still 
I was still acting. I was moving into comedy. I hadn't started doing stand-up, but I was going... Like, I'd obviously I'd written this sort of comedy show for Gilded Bloom, but it wasn't stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was kind of going, oh, what what, what do I do now? Because my acting was still no, not going anywhere. But I was living at the time with Harriet Kemsley. Oh, yes, lovely Harriet Kemsley. And okay. she was doing stand-up, and I went to see a lot to her... A, a lot of her doing stand-up and I thought, oh, this sounds... <laughs> Why would I want to do this? <laughs> Awful. I think you're better at acting, Harriet. <laughs> Harriet, can you hear me? She no, I want to be clear. I thought she was amazing. Uh, yeah, she's but but it was course. just going to a lot of sort of, you know, strange uh, pub rooms with yes. terrible acts and you go, oh, God. Yes, but there's that moment, isn't there, when you see terrible acts and you think, well, if yeah, they, they can do, do it. it. That's the thing about the stand-up circuit in this country, and we mustn't talk about stand-up too much because I, I always do this on this podcast, but it's so accessible. It certainly was in the past. You know, Anyone could just walk into a pub and, and get a set and off you go up yeah. and running. That is amazing. Um, 2015, no orders. 2016, oh, no orders. Oh, look at me. Times were tough. <laughs> you were... Maybe I was making a stand Yeah, yeah, Amazon. that's good, good. Yeah. Um, and then look, 2017, a hint of what's to come. We've got the Joby Griptite Gorilla Pod stand for smartphones. So this is one of those sort of, it looks like a sort of plastic spider and it's got those amazing um, legs that you can wrap around anything and then you can put a camera anywhere, basically, put your phone anywhere. But I don't remember buying that and I don't have that. So what happened to it? Well, I mean, sadly, there isn't, that option available. There isn't tracking me, on this. Because I could have done with that. <laughs> I could have really done with that. Uh, I definitely didn't see it. That is a common thread on this podcast. People going, oh, I've lost that. That's that's what this podcast yeah, should be called, Things that? I've Lost. Oh, my God. So this is presumably, um, you're filming yourself. I mean, it's December, so it could be a Christmas present, I guess. Quite a weird Christmas yeah, present. Yeah, weird Christmas present. Um but are you doing are you doing self tapes for auditions? Or are you starting to make your own comedy videos by this point? Yeah. So yes, I'm doing stand up by that point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not getting any acting work at all. I think yeah. my acting acting work had really died in 2017. That happens. But then it comes then it comes back again. Then it does uh, come. Maybe. Does, well, yeah. I did hope. no. It did come back again. Mm. Came back again. Um, the year the year before lockdown. Great. And that's when it comes back just before the world stops. <laughs> yeah, great. What Thanks, happened. acting career. Yeah, that's great. Have you have you stuck with the same agent? Have you flipped around on the old? So agent? I actually had I changed agents about uh, six six months before the September before the pandemic. Oh right, it's the only way I can think about things. Yeah, yeah, of course. So and and it was a good agent, and I was excited. And then I was just about to go before um, the pandemic hit. I was about to do a six month tour in America. Oh really? An acting tour. And then it all fell through. That's interesting. But yeah. it's, surely we say it's good it fell through, right? Because then you got... Then you started I became making it... internet famous. You became at Rosie Holt, right? I became at Rosie Holt. Or so, at Rosie is a Holt. Is that what you are? Sorry. That that's right? what... That, yeah, that's... Thanks. That's um, you need more followers. Um, <laughs> but so so what was the tour in America going to be? It was a, it was a, a very funny show called The Crown, the Crown Live. And it was a... It was a parody of The Crown, oh, Netflix good. The Crown, but it was just me and one other actor, Brendan Murphy, oh, brilliant. Uh, playing all the roles. Oh, that is really good. It was really fun. It was such a silly show, but it was really funny. It was written by Dan Cox and he's very funny. And we'd, we'd performed it in London and yeah. Edinburgh, actually. It had done very well. So we then got these American producers who were interested and yeah. given us a six-month tour. And so when you're doing that, when you're flipping out of character, that's that's one of the hardest things yeah. I find. As an actor, I'm uh, utterly... My agent listens to this podcast. I've got a lot of flexibility and I you know, can do a lot of accents. But I find it to flip between characters. Yeah. That's really... So, like, putting a different crown on. But are you... Uh, and also quite difficult, because if you're playing different members of the royal family... Yeah. Like, I'll go to my posh drawer, 
but then there's one character. Yeah, you've got to get the different but different variations of the posh. Right. So that's hard. Yeah. Well, it was sort of the Queen, you know, it was like that. But then you know, Margaret was more. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because it's stupid. It's great. You don't have to be too re- realistic. But also, it's for the Americans. So you can just be like, hello there, I'm Princess Diana, the Princess of Wales. And, and they go, oh they be like, so posh. Oh my God. <laughs> I love what she's done there. I love her accent. Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash toaster pod. Patreon. Patreon. Hey, listen, 2018 now, Rosie Holt. This is interesting. Two things bought. Yes. Very close to you. On the same day. Oh. I wonder if you're the only person in the world who's ever done this. On the same day, <laughs> you bought Carrie by Stephen King and the Quran. <laughs> okay, well, uh, <laughs> that was... Uh, so I was dating... Um, a Muslim man. Uh-huh, um, okay. He's a good comedian. You probably know him. And I was, try, you know, trying to be, trying trying to understand it a bit. We've been seeing each other for quite a while. I think we've been together for about a year and a bit after when I bought the Quran. I thought, you've got to... Absolutely. And did you buy him Carrie so he could understand you? But that's that's oh, great. I just find that weirdly embarrassing. It's weirdly exposing. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Purchase. That's what happens. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this. I think I bought Carrie for myself. I think Carrie was for me. The Quran was for him, but me for me reading it. Did you did you have the Quran? So he's see you reading it, and then inside the Quran, you're reading Carrie, going, "This is amazing." I mean, the Quran's quite. I mean, you know, I don't want to offend it. It's quite mm. hard going. Mm. Well, all so, religious texts often are hard going, aren't they? Just so, read. so Carrie is, Carrie is a bit of bit of light relief. Mind you, Carrie actually also deals with religion. Yeah, exactly. Stephen King, you know, that's what he does. He's amazing, yeah. many many levels. Um, so, tell me about reading the Quran. How much of it did you actually read? I think I got. I don't think I got very far no. I got I mean and there's a lot about um how non-believers basically it doesn't it doesn't end well for non-believers okay okay um but I, you were, we're often told aren't we and I haven't read it yeah. I haven't read any of it that there's a there's lots of love in there and there's lots of there amazing is, stuff yes there is yeah. um I think I got about halfway through that's pretty good through? maybe not even halfway through I read I did make a good effort though mm. I think I made a good effort yeah. Did you try and bring it up in conversation with your other half then? Just like, <laughs> you know, I was reading yeah, I didn't, page never, 42. Never, What's your favourite page Never of the went down well. Never went down <laughs> well. <laughs> um, also worth pointing out here, Stephen King. I mean, let's just have a moment to adore Stephen King because he's amazing, right? Yes, and great. Unbelievably prolific. He's yeah. still churning out books. He's got his own label now. Also, some of his books are really... Um, they go really mad. I don't think because yeah. we because obviously we we know all the sort of TV and film adaptions. You don't yeah. realise when you read the books they go really bonkers. Like for example, The Shining in the book. Yeah. Some of it, like, obviously a lot of it great, but then some of it goes. You just go. This is bonkers. Yeah. Like there's a bit where he's basically getting chased by hedge animals. <laughs> <laughs> you're going, this is, I can see why. I can see why Stanley Kubrick was like, ah, oh, we're not. We're we may not. We may not, in. Might not do that bit. It's um, yeah. I mean, he he. There's always a point in Stephen King books. Certainly, a certain point of him writing. Maybe he still does it now. But he's gone sort of more crime recently. He did the Mercedes trilogy, which was amazing. But that had horror elements to it. Yeah. But in the sort of peak eighties, nineties, The Shining, The Stand, Pet Cemetery, things like that. Needful Things was the one I loved. Yeah. You, you'd massive 
chunk of a book. Yeah, they're so big. And I love that display of reading a big book. I always felt very, like, not clever, but just like I'm losing myself in this massive world. But you're right, there was always about page 300 where I go, oh, Stephen. Oh, that's a bit bonkers. What's happening Why here, are the mate? children having an orgy, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> Dear Stephen, why are the children... Please, Stephen. But it's what he does, and he's an absolute genius, and we love him, and he's such an impressive guy to still be churning out amazing books now. Uh, I wonder if his books are as good as Lexi Renard's Teaching Sierra, the BDSM training school book. Fuck off! <laughs> is that in there? Wow. Do you, know, do you know what was sad about that book? I'll tell you something sad about that book. Go on. Bought that book. Why, why not? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And um, I'm almost certain that my mum found it and threw it away. Because I had it I had it in my room. I know where I'd put it and um disappeared. There's no other way there's no other way it could have disappeared. I think she saw it, she was like, Why is there this revolting book? <laughs> I can't <laughs> I'm just looking down now. That is I mean, in a way, if you're into BDSM and you're into sort of, if you're a masochist, the pain of your own finding it, that's quite arousing. Because I'd like to stay on the record, I'm not into BDSM. But I, you know, like, I no just judging wanted, here. A, course, I just wanted a sexy book. Yeah, and that's but right. But unfortunately, my mum found the, the sexy book. And oh, God, your mum found it. Yeah, really embarrassing. Have you talked to her about no. it? No. I, I, I also, I also know, she, like, she, I know that... There's no other way it, it could have disappeared. How did you just threw it away? Also, <laughs> ask your dad to have a look in her drawers. Can you imagine? Wouldn't that be awful? Oh my god, that would just be so upsetting. Mum, I it's not a book club. Mum, where's my sexy book? <laughs> it's a bit BDSM, but not too much. Mum, it's just a bit. You know, mainstream BDSM, Com- BDSM commercial. I don't want. The, I like the like, soft BDSM, not the really. I don't like the really fit. Really too much stuff. Can I read the, um, the you book can, Yeah, sure, why not? I'll tell you about it. I used to read it a lot. <laughs> OK, fine, it's well thumbed. The BDSM Academy is rarely spoken of beyond a whisper. Nobody even quite knows where it is, but if you beg the owners and dominance of the most respected dungeons, they may pass your name along for consideration. Rosie, darling! <laughs> Rosie, I've found this! I'm just wondering... Sierra has always dreamed of being a man's toy, completely submissive. Oh, but then man. she's so shy that she's afraid to approach them or ask for what she wants. In order to become a sensual, sexually free being, she will need to give herself completely and practice perfect obedience for her new master. It's lovely. Very, wow. mo- very modern. Wow. Who knew? And now I can just... Is, there at, just, is it just... Look at their reviews. <laughs> I like this book. <laughs> I thought it would jump right into hardcore teaching about BDSM. It did not. It eased slowly, learning in a very descriptive way. That was nice for a change. I enjoyed reading this story. Two people find this helpful. One, one second. Three people find this helpful. Um, don't forget, I'm in your account. So, <laughs> okay. Um, I write all the reviews. <laughs> but this is what's great about Amazon. You know, this is the sort of thing that was on the top shelf at Smith's, and you'd be too scared to go and get. And there That's it is. the thing because I once had a. I once had a. Um, point where I was uh, went I'd go to the, the sexy bookshelf in, in uh, Waterstones mm. and I and it was always sort of next to the sci-fi so yeah. you could read it and then hide it and then think and you'd, you'd sort of hand that sort of stand there reading it and you'd think no one people think I'm reading a sci-fi yeah. and then one time I got approached I was reading a, some sexy book and this this woman tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around and um, she was like hello and I was like oh Shit, and I was like, hi. I was thinking, what she is she lost, or is she gonna tell me for reading this sexy book? She turned out to be um, a Jehovah's Witness. So she started asking me if I'd found God, and I was holding this oh. filthy book, <laughs> and 
and I just thought it, it was awful. I was thinking, how can I? Has she seen the book? Is that why she's approaching me, or has she not seen the book? In which case, I need to get the book into the shelf without her seeing. Wow. Otherwise, she's. Otherwise, I'm going to be so mortified. You know, I'm not interested in the good book. I'm interested in the bad book. <laughs> That's what you should have said to her and just walked away. Wow. Yeah, it was that really is, So did, she didn't spot you were. I, if she did, she didn't say anything. I mean, she went mm. on and I just, it was just you, oh, that horrible thing where you're yes, holding no. it and you're thinking, how, what am I going to do? This is mm. so, it's all you can think about. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sweating in your hands. Um, can I read to you from, this is uh, page 14. It's just got this woman's buttocks <laughs> in the front. Very hard to browse, uh, uh, you know, erotic literature, though, isn't it? It's hard it to browse really that. It really is. They, that's why Amazon is, is Amazon yeah. for all its faults. Right, right, right. You can, right. Just, you can just get it out. Yeah, wanna you know wanna wanna get into the BDSM, but bit but sort of slowly ease yourself into As it. it said, yeah, it's there for you. But also, um, quite. I'm not sure how appropriate it is that they're putting the erotica next to the sci-fi because the sci-fi does attract a certain type of. And I, I'm yes. a big sci-fi fan. There's a male nerd who'll be there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Next to someone like you reading BDSM, that's going to be distracting for someone <laughs> who's looking at. You know, could he complete the culture uh, culture books of Ian M. Banks? And you're there looking at whips and chains. It's going to be distracting. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, look, here we go. Uh, we're into 2020 now, so we are edging towards the spot where you suddenly become at Rosie is Holt. What is it? At Rosie, Rosie is a Holt. Rosie is a Holt. At Rosie is a Holt. Why at Rosie is a Holt? Well, because I think I wasn't allowed. Because obviously, I set my Twitter account ages ago. Yeah. And I think I wasn't allowed Rosie Holt. Okay. So really, what I should have done is put Rosie underscore Holt or something, but I didn't. I thought Rosie is a Holt. I don't know. I don't know why. It's worked fine. It's fine. It's worked it's fine. fine. Um, and look, we can see what's going on uh, on your Amazon uh, purchase history. You have bought uh, 30 quid you've spent. I mean, that's probably how much money you make on a Twitter video. Um, <laughs> you've bought a, <laughs> don't nod. Uh, 25th of November, you bought the 12-inch ring light with stand and phone holder. Yeah. Dimmable three-colour streaming light. Send me that crap from China. I mean... Yes, there we go. All that. This must have been a super exciting time for you. 18th of May 2020. This is right when it was kicking yeah. off, isn't it? We're a few months into lockdown. Yes. You bought this smartphone video kit. You bought a lighting jack adapter. So this is 80 quid you spent on the stuff to record yourself at home. Um, tell us about the first video you did as Rosie Holt MP and what you anticipated would happen and what actually happened. Well, actually, so the first video I did was not of Rosie Holt MP that, that took off. It was of this other character that I now have a podcast of Excellent. who is was a sort of angry talking head. You know, like on GB News or yeah. talk radio where yeah. they go on and they get really irate about things. Mm. So I put up a video. Um, it was during all the... the um, Black Lives Matter marches. Mm -hmm. So I put up a video of this woman going, this is disgusting, they're destroying democracy, just like Stalin did, who incidentally I have a statue of in my garden. Not because I admire Stalin, but I admire history. It just gets more extreme in her saying, I've got Nazi memorabilia in her room. She's like... <laughs> And, uh, and then someone's like, do you have Taliban memorabilia? She's like, no, because I'm a Christian. <laughs> and um, and I, so I put that up and it it blew up. And lots of people, again, like my MP character, a lot of people thought it was real. So I had a lot of really angry messages saying, how dare you have a statue of Stalin in your garden? It's incredible. You should take it down. But and this... I went, oh, you're proving my point, aren't you? The point I was making. But this is what happens when you when you are in this incredible social media sphere. People don't have any nuance or, yeah. or, or wits about them and they just react to stuff like that and go, this is obviously this person's... And that happens a lot, right, with the Tory MP character. Yes, and it's yeah, wonderful. Completely. Who are the best people you've caught out? Because you've caught out some quite big names. Uh, yeah, so um, I had AC Grayling, which was great. 
uh, who actually was quite magnanimous about it and went, yeah, she she got me. Because yeah. some of them just, they just, they're so embarrassed, they just delete. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also Philip Pullman, who was like, disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with you and atheists? They really don't, don't have a, they they don't have a sense of humour at all, do they? And um, Henry Bolton, the ex, ex UKIP leader. Oh, God, that yeah. man's awful. And he was like, she, this woman's awful. He was like, this woman, you know, so he was criticising her. Wow. I was criticising her. She was say, he was saying she wasn't a good MP. Oh, and then I had quite a few... I had about two... Th- I had three MPs mm. sort of posting, this This woman is awful. And then when they realised, they quickly deleted their tweet. Yeah. Did David Lammy get go for you? I'm sure David Lammy... No, Lam- David Lammy... Um, David Lammy's... David Lammy's always got the joke. He gets the joke. He, gets the joke. he would do. He's a top guy. He's I love David Lammy. I met him and he's so... He's he's great. <laughs> I met him he's so sweet because he went... It was at this sort of event thing and I so we got interested. And then he went, there were some biscuits on the table and he went, and I was standing at the spinach, he went, oh, can I just get... And I went, no, David, they're not for you. And he went like this. He went, oh, okay, sorry. I, no. And I went, I was going, I was going no, I'm just, no, I'm just, of course they are. <laughs> Lammy, <laughs> come back. Mark, Mark. Lammy, oh, he's gone, he's gone. Oh, God. I thought that's Mark, a really nice person. He just goes, he's someone you go, no, these biscuits aren't for you. And they go, oh, okay, um, don't, don't worry. Is- Delicious. You know, there's this thing, isn't there, in screenwriting where you're supposed to give away someone's entire character in a little, a tiny moment. Yeah. Just a tiny glimpse that gives you a whole sense of them. And that is it for David Lammy. I it was, yeah. I instantly go, oh, I know what kind of guy he is. <laughs> yeah, completely. Um, Elio Body Tape. Is that more... Oh, that's because that's why it recommended the silicon nipples. Oh, this brings us back full circle to where we were at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, there we go. That's why. That's what I was trying to buy. And do you know what? The body tape, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Fine. Yeah. Fine. So listen, guys, don't tape up your body and uh, spend money on a green screen. Unless you've and... got small, unless you've got small pert nipples, then I think it works. Yeah. It might could work for that, actually. Um, look, OK, and then final thing we're going to do uh, is, so in this, you can see you've got not yet dispatched, right? <laughs> uh, nothing not yet dispatched. And you can also do, if I just go to is, your... Is it another BDSM level? You go to your lists... And you can see your wish list. Oh. And now you do a thing which I do, which is you just put loads of books on your wish list. Although you've not updated your wish list. Oh, no, it's 2nd of January 2020. It's all books, including the Mary Stewart books. Oh, I love Mary Stewart. Well, why don't you buy them? They're on your, you know, on your I wish I think list. I've read most of them. I think I've read most of them. Mary Stewart was like, God, I think she was 19... 19- 60s, 1950s. Yeah. And they're thrillers. They're great. Twisty, unputdownable. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. This is what you and need. They're quite sexy. That's great. They're brilliant. It doesn't necessarily look that sexy on the front as well. Well, they're kind There's... of sexy in a sort of 1950s way. Unshaved. Okay, I see. I see. There isn't any actual sex. It's not like Jilly Cooper, which I also well, love, by the way. We saw. I saw Jilly Cooper. We went past Jilly Cooper. Oh, do we? Oh. Because we have often stopped off at the Jilly Cooper thing. I adore Jilly Cooper. It is something we regularly do on this podcast to say how amazing Jilly Cooper is. I really love Jilly Cooper. Amazing. If uh, she was a bit more BDSM-y, you'd be right there. But she, she kind of hints at it, doesn't she, in some she of does, the covers? She, she goes, she does. And also some of, some of you know, it, it covers all bases, I feel. mm, mm. I mean, they are. I don't think the the um, the young woke twenty uh, something would like her books because they're a bit unpc. Mm. But they're so good. But they're good. They're you... so good, and they're funny. Do you know what I think's talked about enough? I think they're funny. I yeah. think she's a witty writer. Yes, yes. She's a witty Catelyn, writer. Catelyn Moran is, is always going on about how amazing uh, Jilly Cooper is. She says she's inspired yes. her. There's loads of people who love her. She's love absolutely. Her. I think she's great. Um, Listen, talking of people uh, that we think are great, I think you're great, Rosie Holt. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I love what you do. Um, Keep the fighting the good fight and keep uh, confusing Tories who think you might be a Tory or maybe you're not. Um, Do check out Rosie. She's on Twitter as Rosie underscore is a underscore of the Holtz. (laughs) 
Rosie.com. <laughs> Rosie is a halt. Rosie Just type in Rosie Holt. You'll, they'll you'll, find you'll me. Find the they'll find me. Um, Rosie, I'm going to log out of your Amazon. Thanks. It makes me quite sad because I've really enjoyed being in there. That was a nice, that was my happy place. Uh, thank you so much. That's it. You're done. There you go. The fabulous Rosie Holt. Give her a follow on Twitter like you don't already. Uh, and do us a favour. You know what I'm going to say. All the subscribing, the rating, reviewing, all that gubbins really, really helps. If you get a chance to do it, please do. Thank you in advance. Thanks for listening. Um, as I have said, I think I mentioned this last week, we're doing the show live at the Winchester Comedy Festival on the 1st of October. Uh, if you fancy coming to watch it, winchestercomedyfestival.co.uk. It would be fab to see you there. Um, and as ever, if you want to support the podcast, get episodes early and ad-free at patreon.com slash toasterpod. I need a song for that, really. Patreon, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash toasterpod. Patreon, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash toasterpod. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.